Welcome to another episode of More Than That with me, Gia Peppers. Before we start, we want to thank Kroger for sponsoring this episode. Learn more about how Kroger is supporting our communities at Kroger.com forward slash ZHZW. On this episode of More Than That, we're talking about one of my favorite subjects of all time, Black love. Black love is the best kind of love. It's a safe space to be vulnerable, wear our hearts on our sleeves, and leave any insecurities at the door. And I learned about the best kinds of Black love firsthand from my parents. How long have you two been married? We have been married 32 years, and this September 3rd will be 33 years. It's been a wonderful, wonderful ride. So what are, what are the rules, key rules of engagement while dating that you learned at a young age that you still think are true? How about the first date rule where you decided to reach over to my plate as we were eating? And yeah, and I had to let you know that I don't play that because I come from a family of seven. Food was at a premium. Uh, and wh- what did you say? So I believe in sharing. I got my food for me and you, and I got your food so that I can have variety. So I was very nice when he told me that I could not eat off his plate. Fine, I would not eat off your plate. Dad. Please cut me a piece of that lobster, and here are your shrimp. Dad. And we worked it out. There's the compromise that, you know. <laughs> Dad, wait. What did she really say? <laughs> she said, she said, I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> then I knew right away. Then I knew right away this is just going to be a handful. In this episode, we're learning about how to spice up date nights, cook with creativity, and throw some new recipes into the romance pot. We're talking to married content creators and some of my fave people, just Mr. and Mrs. Kev on stage, about how they explore love and connection in the kitchen. Then we'll hear from private chef and travel writer Bren Herrera on some ways we can really make our dishes innovative. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't even believe it. I'm so honored to have two of my absolute favorite people on this show. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about your love story. I mean, I know it's a long, a long story. I'm here for it all. But like, how do you describe how you guys met in your love story? It was 1999. Cash Money Records was about to take over for the 99 to 2000. It was Lakes High School, uh-huh. Miss Chapman's U.S. History class. I walked into the classroom. Melissa was always th- already there. This is where he lies. And I was just mesmerized, Gia. I mean, my whole life became clear when I saw her face. I said, that is my wife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> but really in high school, I was like, dang, that girl, fine. I'm going to holler at her. Uh, so I became <laughs> her friend throughout that year. I've been trying to recruit her to my love for like four months. And her cousin Tony was staying with her at the time. It was me, her, and him. And he was like, come on, cuz, why don't you just give Kev a chance? He's my guy. He's good. Y'all be good together. And she grabbed my hand. She goes, okay, Tony, I will date him fine. And threw my hand. And that's how we started dating on May 15, 2000. Now tell me I'm lying because everything I said is the truth. What he doesn't tell you is that Kev was trying to date every woman at our high school. 
And that's Objection. why. Objection. And that's why. Irrelevant. And that's why. I was like, first of all, I don't know about this. He right. uh-uh, he seemed like the type that ruined your life. I'm on the wow. straight and narrow. <laughs> I'm trying to go to college. I got goals. <laughs> and we never broke up okay. since that day. That was 22 years ago. We got to take it back to the first meal that y'all had together. Where did you all go on your first date? And do you remember the first meal that you guys had? What was it? We went to Ruby Tuesdays and I had to take her dad. What? And her dad, yes, her dad. We sat in a booth. Drive, and they weren't dropping us off either. Not only could we not drive, they didn't leave us alone. And her dad and her sat on one end of the booth, on one side of the booth, and and I sat on the other side. And we had a little salad bar (laughs) every Tuesday, (laughs) (laughs) and something under ten dollars each as our meal. It was just really awkward that he was like, "I'm gonna sit by her. (laughs) You sit over there." Kev always says in high school that I played hard to get, but I always say I was just actually hard to get. Mm, That's a word. Who taught you that you needed to be hard to get? Honestly, watching my parents, watching their relationship. um, I knew that even at a young age, I knew I had a lot to offer. I knew I was smart. I knew I had my stuff together. Like I knew I had stuff to offer and I wanted a man um, my mom used to tell us this, watch a man and how he treats his mother, his mother, because that's how he's going to treat you. So even at 15, 16 years old, these were qualities that I was looking for. And if you didn't, you know, if that wasn't what you were trying to meet. I'm like, I'm 16. I ain't got to settle down with you. What you talking about? Like it could be whatever. So we can either go together or not, but ain't no sweat off my back. Melissa, the thing that is true about her, she did not show her cards at all. Yeah, yeah, She was like, hello, young man. This is, maybe this is nice. Hello. You will be allowed to be in my presence and I'll decide later if I enjoyed it. And I won't tell you until much later, years from now, even if I did have a good time. This is how he be lying. This is an enjoyable (laughs) movie. I like this film. This is how he be lying. Wow. I do like Reese's Pieces candy. What a nice job. I don't even like Reese's Pieces. This is a good confection to enjoy with my movie. I used to tell Melissa she was the worst girlfriend ever. That's true. Because I was like, you don't, That's true. I don't feel like I have a girlfriend. You don't hug. You don't kiss. You don't, you don't do nothing that girlfriends do. I am a starter on the JV basketball team and I will be treated as such. And she was not like that. And then the funny thing is I went to Texas for a summer. When I came back, she was still on that BS. <laughs> and we got off the bus and I didn't walk her home. And she got so mad. And I was like, girl, you don't act like you need nothing in the world. Now you need me to walk you home. And that was the first, her first emotion wasn't love. It was anger. But then I knew, I was like, I'm going to just tell myself that she loved me and she wanted me to walk with her. As Although that's not what she said. And I just had to learn how to love her. That's all it was. You, I got to interpret Melissa's words and find the love in them. You clearly can, can translate well because it worked. Y'all still together 22 years later. Black love is beautiful, and there's nothing quite like being with your loved ones. I'm talking about summer cookouts, mac and cheese, red beans and rice, collard greens, and crawfish boils. It's called comfort food for a reason. It fills you up and keeps you going. Good food brings us together every time because health is wealth and flavor is forever. Head to Kroger.com forward slash ZHZW to learn more about how they help to unite our community. 
So food, we all know, is such an important part of relationships. In your opinion, why is food so important for having a sustainable, good relationship? Ooh. Uh, I think it's an easy way, you know, to bond. It you is. know, our kids are, they're at the age where anything with their parents is the worst thing. Mm-hmm. Anything with their friends is the best thing. So sometimes the only time we have with them as a family is while we're eating, you know, because our kids go to different schools. So I pick up one son, Melissa picks up the other son. My one son's in soccer. My other son's staying after for D&D, whatever the case is. So sometimes the only time we get to sit, laugh and talk is while we're eating. What does a dinner look like in the in the Kevon stage household? Uh, If I'm so I don't consider myself a cook. I consider myself an experimenter. I'll do like the muffins and put the everything bagel sauce on or season it on there. Put some cheese and some bacon and some avocado. Yes. Oh, listen, I'll be trying to do the thing. Some days it's very good. But the other day we had when I made the spaghetti, the coyote was outside and the noodles caught on fire. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually hilarious because that is 1000 percent true. And hearing somebody say the coyote was out there and the noodles caught on fire Sounds like both of those shouldn't have happened at the same day, much less the same time. No, the fact that y'all got coyotes now uh, is, it it lets me know that things are going well. (laughs) Like, how did you pivot after that, though? Like, did you just call up our good friends at Postmates or did you try to, like... uh, No, we ate them burnt noodles, dude. We black. You just snip off the top part. Listen, we we poverty children. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Burn is Cajun. That ain't nothing but Cajun. (laughs) We had Cajun That's spaghetti. Blackened spaghetti. Blackened spaghetti. <laughs> I love that. They ain't never hurt nobody. And Kev, do you help in the kitchen or are you like a... What? Gia, I, I am the best taste tester of all. <laughs> <laughs> he will taste test. I will taste test and I will eat your food. And this is what I do. I don't be... I've never been much of a cook Early in our relationship, I called myself making breakfast for Melissa. I made this girl. I made her pancakes, waffles, toast, hash browns, eggs, and bacon. She was like, wow, it's a lot of bread things. It's just so much carbs. You're going to be sick. You're going to have a <laughs> ball of bread stuck in your... And it didn't cross my mind until she was like, man, that's a lot of bread to me for one person to be eating. <laughs> what, what, I do make great going... pancakes, though. You do make amazing pancakes. Okay. Every once in a while, just to remind her of my love, I will make great pancakes. So for people who are looking to reignite the the romance in their relationship and to have a, a spicier date night, what would you guys recommend if they are looking to reconnect? I believe that the enemy is the word I'm going to use to romance is the mundane. Do something different. Do not just continue to have a date night that looks the same. I want to go to the roller rink and go skating. Like there's so many things that I want to do just to infuse the excitement of doing something new. If you're not excited about date night, it's no longer serving the purpose. It's no longer doing what it was intended to do. It becomes a job, it becomes a work, it becomes predictable. There are a lot of couples that have been together for two decades and they are at the point where they're like, uh-uh, I ain't staying in this. Um, I'm over it. 
And I'm sure there's been times where y'all have been like, yo, you, you getting on my last nerve today. But you have decided to stay. Why is staying and holding on to relationships and fighting for things you love? Why is that so important? And what advice would you give to anybody if they are like, yo, that's it for me? Staying is important for me because uh, this is a very small thing, but it's really important. Melissa and I have 20-year-old inside jokes, mm-hmm. 20-year-old memories. There's a freeness that you can have with somebody that you can fully trust, right? Uh, if Melissa and I didn't work out, I don't know that I could fully trust someone the way I trust mm-hmm. Melissa. Like, you know, with my money, my future, my health. We talking about all those things, everything from inside jokes from 1999 to to I trust my life to you. You know what I mean? Like, now it's easy. Everything is, all the hard stuff is done. Listen. Now you want to get a healed, listen, I ain't going to give nobody the healed version of me. No, Melissa earned the healed version. You, you want to be with me? You got to go all the way back to pre-therapy. I'm forgetting everything I learned. You want to be here? You got 20 years of unhealed first. You get 1999, Kev. You get bike, Kev, working at Burger King. What's up? Ain't no Kev on stage. I'm going right back and putting ground beef in the back of a broiler at Burger King. Now, let's see if you want to stick around. For real. Even in the middle of a burning Love Jones moment, sometimes the flame can fade out even just a little. It is time to turn up the passion because, you know, we talking about one of my favorite subjects, black love, but we're also talking about how food is such an important part of it, of that black love experience, honey. So I had to bring on Brent Herrera, who is a private chef, a host, and just all things. <laughs> so in your, in your opinion, why is food sexy? Oh, food is sexy because it emotes all of the feelings, right? There are foods that definitely fit the category of aphrodisiac, like oysters, and they say chocolate, things like that, that really actually have properties that contribute to our hormones doing certain things. So that's one reason food on on surface level is sexy. But again, it's one of those things that kind of like music evokes different feelings. It might take us back to our childhood or a breakup mm. or when you got married. Food has the same capability in that you can tease your partner with food when you feed them they can tease you so there are just there are a lot of ways in which food can be sexy but also be obviously sustenance and, and nutritious and all that yes even though this is a, a lot about date night and relationships a lot of us are, are still single still looking for a, a certain significant yes, other yes, yes. and so that does not mean that uh you can't have date night for yourself and cook yourself a beautiful meal and and lay it out and, and do the romance with yourself because right. self-love is where it all starts anyway yeah i like that question because you address a single people and Hello. i'll tell you yeah girl quick backstory as much as I cook and it's what I do for a living and it's my profession, I, and I don't know that I've ever actually said this publicly, but I really don't enjoy cooking for myself at home for that reason, because food is my love language. When I'm cooking for myself, it also sometimes reminds me, and I'm being totally vulnerable here with you, Gia, but sometimes yeah. it just reminds me of that situation because I pour so much love, so much time and energy into making these elaborate meals. But then when I'm cooking for myself, I'm putting all this time, energy into a meal for one, and then I'm eating by myself. And so, you know, sometimes that does remind me and surfaces all those feelings about, girl, girl, I see you, I see you. Child, Am I hitting please get in there? I'm like, please look. go away. It's supposed to be uh, fun, ma'am. I don't got but time. No, but look, but ma'am, but ma'am, but ma'am. 
But look, I I flipped the script. I had a I had an awakening. I had a come to Jesus moment. I was like, you know what? The most expressive way of self-love and self-appreciation is to do the things that I would do for everybody else, for me, and even better. So let me tell you what. Again, I had this reawakening probably right before the pandemic. And now I thoroughly enjoy making meals for myself because I'm like, I can do that. I did that. And I'm going to thoroughly enjoy it by myself. Because guess what? I don't have to hear anybody else's mouth. I don't have to hear any criticism. I mean, it would be nice for sure. I mean, I do date nights when when I'm involved. But I light candles. I play the music that I want to listen to. I absolutely open a bottle of wine if I don't already have one open. And I have a beautiful collection of wine glasses that are, you know, anything from stemless to pretty shimmery ones with stems. I have vintage uh, champagne coupes. Um, So I don't short, I do not short myself. So for anybody listening who's single and you want to treat yourself to a solo date night, go Go easy. Don't go elaborate because the point is to celebrate yourself. If you're doing date night with your boo, your husband, your spouse, your partner, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your fiance, you can go up a little more, you know, elevate the experience, get your person involved, maybe make some oxtail, make some uh, short ribs. Short ribs are amazing. I've got this delicious recipe with uh, ancho chili spice, which is to die for. It has a whole wow. bottle of wine in it, some cilantro, some brown sugar, and you can pair that with polenta or grits. Um, mm. And I would do a glass of red wine with that. Sometimes life gets so busy. So what do you say to couples about planning a time for date night that makes sure that they're in the kitchen together and getting that connection? Food has so much power to bring people together and to also remove whatever facades or whatever you know, walls we put up because it's that time where we can actually have conversations. I'll share this one really quick story that I've, I've, I've constantly remind myself of the power of food. I was in Israel about five years ago by myself traveling, and I ended up in this really fancy high-end restaurant by myself in Tel Aviv, and I sit at the bar, and I ordered... I can't remember what it was, but I just distinctly remember that it had this foam mousse on it. And then it had these rose petals over top of it. You know, talk about self-love and appreciating yourself and doing date night alone. And next to me comes this older gentleman and sits beside me by himself. And it turns out that he was a cabinet member in the Israeli government. Two completely opposing views, two completely opposing sides of the world. Our lives are so different. You know, he's in the high cabinet in Israel. I'm, you know, chef in D.C., traveling by myself. And we just vibed over food, over sitting at this bar, enjoying our respective meals. And I'll never forget that. And we shared that moment over food, right? And again, and and we all need it, you know? We all need food to survive. So why not make it sexy and enjoy it? I want to thank all of our guests for joining me on today's podcast. I took away so much from really, really exploring new ways to spice up love and especially loved hearing about all the ways that Black love is special to all of our guests. Shout out to all the singles out there and shout out to everyone in love. I hope to see some of the recipes and some of the ways that your date nights are spiced up from listening to this episode. Next week, we're getting a bit more experimental with our lifestyle. Remember to check out the show notes for all the resources and recipes mentioned in the show. Thank you so much to our guests again for the conversation. Thank you for listening and thank you to Kroger for sponsoring this episode. Head to Kroger.com forward slash ZHDW to learn more about how Zero Hunger, Zero Waste is supporting our communities. <laughs> 